Okay, today's Friday. Yudzayim Shvat. And um, we're learning Omer Abayishi. This is our regular cycle of Maimorim, and it's Friday, but this is a Maimor of Beshalach. So we're, we're catching up, even though we're a week behind, because the, the Rebbe didn't fabreng, Vaistus. The Shabbos, which was then Chavbeis Shvat, the Rebbe did not fabreng. So, Pashas Yisrael, Shabbos and Vorchem was the next Shabbos, Lamed. So uh, we're, after we learn this Maimor, we're going to be caught up. Now let me just tell you the technical part of the Maimor. This is a Maimor connected to the Haftarah. Bishalach has one of the longest Haftarahs of the year. One of the longest. Because we read Shiraz Dvoira. Right? The story of Dvoira Obarak. The Rebbe spoke about this in Tavshin and Beis. That the Chazal say that there are ten Shiraz, there are ten songs in the Tanakh. Beginning with Az Yashir and Miriam. And then Shira Sabair, and then you have the Shira of Hazinu, and then you have Shira's Devaira. Devaira sang, then you have Shira's David, and you have Shira's Yeshaya. There were ten Shirim in Tanakh. Nine have already been sung. The tenth is from Mashiach. Just like you have ten Pareh Saduma, and so on. There are ten songs, ten poems in Tanakh. One of them is Devaira. Batasha Devaira, Barak Banavinoyam. Our minig is that we read the Gansa Mais. That means we read the whole story. The whole story. Of that Yavin Melachotid and Sisra and Barak and Dvaira. Dvaira was Aishas Lapides, right? Dvaira Aishas Lapides. Aishas Lapides means that she used to make wicks for the Menade and the Beis Hamikdash. And Yeshevas Tachas Taimen. And she was in Avia. She was the leader of the Jewish people. And Barak ben Aminoyam was not on her Madregi, he was in a lower Madregi. And she recruited him to fight uh, with Sisra's army. They were very, very big Nisim. Right? The story of Dvayda Barak was Moedindik and Nisim. Miracles like Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and like Kriyas Yamsov and things like that. Like the Makis, Kvaldik and Nisim. Anyway, so you read the whole story and then you read Vatasha Dvayda, the Haftar of Dvayda. And uh, like I mentioned to you in Tafshin Nun Beis, the Rebbe has a Sikh where the Rebbe asked how come Pashas Bishalach would read Shira's Dvayda. Shvi Shal Pesach Shvishal Pesach, we also read the same passage, we read Oz Yashir, yeah? But on Shvishal Pesach, the Avteira is Shira's David. David's song, which is repeated in Tanakh, in Tilim, pardon me, is Psalm 18, is David HaMelech's Shir, David HaMelech's song, but we don't read Ksuvim. Tilim is Ksuvim, we don't do Avteiras from Ksuvim. This same Psalm 18, more or less, is also in Divriya Yomim. And the Haftarah of Shvi Shal Pesach is the Shiraz Dover that is found in the Yayom. You look in the back of the city, you'll see. Anyway, so the Rebbe has a whole Sikha. How come on the Shabbos you read a woman's Haftarah rather than a man's Haftarah? And on Yom Tov you read a man's Haftarah rather than a woman's Haftarah? In other words, in Pashat B'Shalach you have two songs. You have the song of the men, Ozi Oshemeshen, and you have the song of the women, Vatikach Miriam Anavia. The Haftarah is from a woman, not from a man. They never spoke this in the Beza Gansariches, Vegan women and Vegeshirim Gansamais. Now, so that's the, that's the reason the Rebbe is saying this Haftarah. But there's another factor. And I mentioned this to you recently, very recently actually. The other factor is that the Rebbe got married in Tafresh Pei Tes, 1928. And by the Rebbe's the Friedrich Rebbe said, I think, six my modem, five or six my modem. The Maimorim that the Rebbe said by the Rebbe's Chasana came out in what's called Kuntres Drushe Chasana, a pamphlet of Drushe Chasana. 
You may or may not recall that in Nun Aleph, I think, the Rebbe gave each one of us a blue kuntris, kuntris drushe chasana. And I got, I didn't go to take it like a nod. But the Rebbe gave out a kuntris drushe chasana, a pamphlet of the bottom of chasana. And what's obvious to all of us is that the Rebbe had a moiden de kakoch, a moiden de kakoch, in those my modern that the Rebbe said for his chasana. The Rebbe himself, the Rebbe had a great involvement in the Maimorim that the Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe said by his Shabbat Brachas. And the Rebbe said his Maimorim many, many times. Over the course of the Rebbe's Nesias, there's so many Maimorim that are linked to his Shabbat Brachas. V'chol Bonayich, and Amar Abeishia, and... If you take this moment to do the muscles, but there's like five or six Maimorim, and they have a very often repeated the Drusha Chasana. And as I explained to you last time this came up, that the Rebbe once said, the Rebbe once said about Chayel. What's Chayel? Chayel, Chayel is the Yemaledas of the Shnei Amiris Agdeli and Basham to reveal himself on Chayel. Chayel the Shturim. So the Rebbe once said, Nefabrengen, what's Chayel? Chayel is the Shimei Hashevabrachas of the Rebbe de Shver, with the Shevabrachas of the Rebbe de Shver. And the Rebbe allowed us to imply from this also that what's your test, Kislev? Your test, Kislev, is the Shevab Rachas of the Rebbe. The Rebbe said a maimed, the Philippines said a maimed, like this Kislev Shevab Rachas. And what is it? It's not your test, Kislev. It's the Shevab Rachas of the Rebbe, the Nesiyah Dor. So one of the maimodim that the Philippines Rebbe said, but the Rebbe Shevab Rachas, this maimed, Amar Abeisha. And the Rebbe has a this maimed, Amoyden de Kegishmak. The Rebbe repeated this maimed, Kama Vakama Pomem. Anyway, so what really you have is it. It's a maimer connected to the haftera pashas b'shalach. But between me, you, and everybody, it's a maimer of chasana. It's the Rebbe saying the maimer. It's not connected to the pashas shavuah, but the Rebbe saying the maimer else. His maimer. The maimer the feed the Rebbe said by his shavu brachas. I heard a tape from Tavshin Chavtes. Tavshin Chavtes was the Rebbe's fortieth wedding anniversary, and there's a tape. There's a fabreng ayitas kislev. Um, the Rebbe said a maimer omer and ayitas kislev. And after the Maimed, they started singing a song which had just then been brought from Eretz Yisrael. For those who don't know, the Rebbe taught Nagunim for many years. And when the Rebbe stopped teaching Nagunim, and the Rebbe said officially, Bottle of Seder Nagunim, the Rebbe wanted other people to bring Nagunim. The Rebbe had one of the many, many, many things the Rebbe worried about is that Chabad should have new Nagunim. And uh, the Rebbe used to say to the Israelis, Mizim Rasha'aretz, they should bring Nagunim from Eretz Yisrael. Some of these Nagunim the Rebbe adopted, some of these Nagunim the Rebbe didn't adopt. Uh, an example of a nigga the Rebbe adopted is Hashia Samecha. Hashia Samecha, the Rebbe adopted it. So there was a yid brought from Etzel, a niggin without words. It sounds familiar, yeah? So they said the Maimit, the Rebbe said the Maimit, and after the Maimit they started singing this nigga. And they hear the noise in 770. You could imagine what the tenuous, the places, the, the tape recorder shakes. The simcha is unbelievable. You, you understand from the tape that the Rebbe must have been encouraging the Nagin in an extraordinary way. And as they're singing, you hear the Rebbe shouting over the singing to a menagin. I don't know who was the menagin at that point. I don't think Shmuel Zaman was here anymore. They were singing a tune without words. And the Rebbe said to add the words Prozestashev, which is of course the niggin that we sing now with words. Prozestashev in is a posok in Zachariah. 
You know how I know that? Because I'm a genius. I looked in footnote 19. Now the, the haftarah is not from Zechariah, the haftarah is from Shaftim. But there's a word that the haftarah and the Pasuk and Zechariah share that was very, very important to the Rebbe. So this is just what happened. What I'm trying to say is that there's, there's no... I, I don't know anything. I really don't know anything. But from what seems to me, there were things in which the Rebbe had Poshet HaGishmak, a special Kauch, a special Gishmak, and you see it Poshet in the Rebbe's Kochen in it. And one of those things, which was by the Rebbe very important, which the Rebbe Tzavshtagi Kocht, is the Memorandum that he, the Rebbe said, Bekesha with his own Chassanah. And he repeated them, and he repeated them, and he Kocht in them, and he Kocht in them, and so on. So here is such a Maimit, that although it's Pashas B'Shalach, which is after Yud Shvat, the Rebbe is using the Pashas B'Shalach Haftera as an excuse, and Hashem should forgive me for saying that, to a Chazer which is not connected to the Pasha, is connected to the Rebbe's Chazer because in the Haftera you have this person. So we're going to begin to read, okay? Omar Rabesh. Rabesh has said, it's a Gemara. My dixiv it says in the pasuk tzitkas pir zoyno yisro. The eibish that did a tzdaka that pir zoyno yisro, pir zoyno that he did an act of prozois by yid. Now listen carefully. What is the meaning of the word prozoin? Prozoin, prozois teisha virushalayim. Prozoin means to live in open spaces. Okay, that's the meaning of the word. Prozoin means to live in open spaces. Who lives in open spaces? Who lives in open spaces? As opposed to people living in closed spaces. Anybody know? Who are? Who lives in open spaces? People who are not afraid. If you have nothing to fear, you live in a, why do you put up a wall? You're afraid of an enemy. If you have no fear, you live process. You live open. The postbook says, Sitkas Pirzoino Yisro. That the Abish did it, stock at the Yidden, that he gave them to live in open spaces. Now, Zagdigimore. The Abish did a kindness to the Jews. Look carefully at the next word. That he scattered them amongst the nations. Now notice what just happened. The Zion and the Reish changed places. It doesn't say Shepirzon, it says Shepizron. The difference in the word Pirzon and Pizron is It's extreme. Why? Pizron means your life is so good you can afford to live open, you're not afraid. Pizron means you're scattered to the wind all over the place. Pizor means lost. Piros means open. It's the, almost the same word. But whether you put the Zion first or the Reish first, changes the Taich. So here's a Gemara that misinterprets a Pasuk. <laughs> the Pasuk says, Tzitkas Pirzon the Abish was kind to the Yidden that he made them feel safe. And because they feel safe, they don't have to live in walled cities. They can live process open. Says the Gemara, the Abish did us a favor that he scattered us amongst the nations. Scattering us amongst the nations is exactly the opposite of the Pasuk, which has Pirza, that Abish gave us such sense of security that we don't have to have walls. And this is going to be the cash of the Mahimir. How does Ravashia take a Pasuk? And read it exactly the opposite of the Pasuk's intent and create a pshat. That's going to be the question. The Pasuk says Pirzoinai, and he reads as if it says Pizroinai. Pirzoinai is a very good thing. Pizroinai is a very bad thing. How do you take a Pasuk and misread it 
and come up with a pshat which is hey of the mashmuas of the pasuk. Now, before we get to this kasha, let's read on. All of us know that there's a great significance in the name. The name of the author of the Maimon reveals the content of the Maimon. His name was Rab Eishia. What is Eishia? Miloshin Yeshua, from the word which means salvation, saving. The true Yeshua is the Yeshua of Agulam and Agolos. The saving and the redemption from the Golos. Therefore, Dorash Binyan Agolos. Rab Eishia, whose name means Yeshua, speaks about the idea of Golos. That is going into Golos. But going into Golos in such a way where not all the Jewish people are in one place, but rather the Jewish people find them so scattered is an incredible act of Zdokhah. explains in his Maimon Al, Maimon Abesh. And again, although we're learning it in Pashat B'Shalach, this is actually a Chasana Maimon. That Zdokhah, this kindness. Shepiz and Lebeinu Umeisi. What is the kindness of this scatter? Mishum. This is the Gemara himself. The Kasha Yisrael Mufuzarim Bekam Medina. Jewish people are in many places in the Oz. In Medina Achas Deichem Olechem Es Bnei Yisrael. If in one place in the world the Jewish people are squeezed and pressed, Hayesh in Medina He didn't live in that country and they're oppressed either by anti-Semitism or by religious persecution. She'ein Amnei Sim Lehem. They're not permitted Lil Medulakai Mesam Mitzvahs to learn Tehillim Do Mitzvahs. Hine. They are learning Ted and they are doing mitzvahs. First of all, they're able to learn Ted and they're able to do mitzvahs. Moreover, through their learning and davening, they give strength and power those Jewish people who find themselves in a place of Gezeyde Rachman al-Litzlan, through the Teir and Mitzvah of the Yidnu living in another country, they should survive. They should be able to be sustained. Right? And I'll tell you about that it's printed many years ago. It's been printed many places. Mullah Zimov, Allah Vashom, started being a kind of the Bachrim, the French, Yungalite. And the Tafshim Chavchas, he brought 11 or 12 of them to the Rebbe for Tisha. It was the first time. It was a big Chiddush. And the Rebbe was a kind of them something special. Un- extraordinarily of course this was the beginning of the incredible revolution in France and these 12 young alike would become later big teachers and leaders in that movement of Tshuva so one of them had a Yechidus and wrote it down it was printed many years ago in a sefer called Sefer HaYechidus in which he asked the Rebbe why you need to have a Rebbe what's not good with a Rebbe why have to have a Rebbe so the Rebbe Mestama spoke to him in French but I don't know the Rebbe said to him as follows he says you have a Yid in Russia this is 1967 who has a very difficult life and as a consequence of a difficult life he suffers very much with a deficiency in Kiyom Mitzvah's Maizias it's hard for him to do mitzvahs properly it's hard for him to have kosher film it's hard for him to have matzah pesach it's hard. everything's hard a lulav nefesh he has in spades nefesh he has on he says then you have a yid in America <clears throat> who has no mesiris nefesh at all life is good for him but he can learn and daven and do mitzvahs freely. And if his film Amuhud and his mitzvahs alachatchile and his lulav and his are beautiful and so on. Says the Rebbe, when the Yid in Russia is connected to me, and the Yid in America is connected to me, and the way the story is brought, and the Rebbe whispered, and again I'm assuming he spoke in French, and I'm connected to the heavens, 
So I connect, the Rebbe said, the Yidin Rosh's Mesidus Nefesh with the Yidin America's Tehidim Mitzvahs, so that the Yidin Rosh's should have the Mile of Mitzvahs Maisiyas, and the Yidin America should have the Mile of Mesidus Nefesh. The connection between one Yid and another. This is what the Rebbe told him in Yechidus, it's printed, like I said. Here's a Gemara which is almost the same thing. The Abish does not put all the Yidin in one Golos. The one time the whole of Klal Yisrael found themselves in one Golos was the Purim story, which is unusual. But the Klal, they're scattered. Some are here, some so when Yidin in one place are suffering, Yidin someplace else are growing. And they help each other out, if not practically, spiritually. And Abhoishi has said that this is the Pshat, Stoka, Osaka, Shapizran, that he scattered them. But the problem is, Abhoishi is saying a drush on the Pasuk, and the Pasuk says exactly the opposite. Everybody knows the question. Rabbi Ishi is quoting a Pasuk, and the Pasuk doesn't say what the Pasuk is supposed to say to accommodate his drush. The Pasuk says, Pir Zoynai. Pir Zoynai means, Prozois means you're so not afraid, you live spread, spread out. Spread out. You live, no walls, because you're not afraid of any enemies. You live Prozois. That's called, Tachas Gafin, Tachas Tainasi. Life is so good, not only you have everything you need, you have no enemy to fear. That's Prozois. Pizores is the exact opposite. You're spread out all over the world. So Rabbi Oishe takes a puzzle that describes the best of situations and makes it into the worst of situations. If the puzzle had said Pizrein, the Zion before the Reish, how you move in Yeser, we would understand the relationship between the Pasuk and Inyin, Masha, Pizra, and Lebacholam, and Dinah. So Rabbi Oishe's interpretation of the Pasuk that Yidn and Golos are spread all over the world. And the Kashi is, Velo and Emepirzeinah. And the Pasuk says, Pir Zeyneh, which means Prozis. Yidna living comfortably. Rabbi Yishev flips the letters around, that it should say, Pir Kasha. Why doesn't the Pasuk say what Rabbi Yishev wants it to say? And the Rebbe gives a very, very simple Teretz. The Teretz is, in Akutas Abir, the Teretz is, Why do we go into Golos? Bishvil HaAliyah. To go out of Golos. And Tzidkas Pir Zoyna Yisrael is saying, what's going to be the Schar? This is the Schar. This kindness that the Ebesh did to the Yidin, that he scattered them, is Mishum Shayadeya Golos Boyim Le'ila Gadol Through Golos, they come to a higher Aliyah. Right? As we know, that through struggling with Klippa, you have a bigger aliyah. As you'll see on the next page, he's going to go into the whole idea of Midas and mm-hmm. Second line from the end of this paragraph, please. Rabbi Eishia quotes a Pasuk. The Pasuk is talking about what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. And Rabbi Eishia is telling you how we get from here to Mashiach. Sitkas Pir means when Mashiach comes, V'takazayin. Prozes lemal yusef prozes teishi v'rishalayim shuloshen prozes. What does prozes mean? Shu pruz or built in mugul. You're not going to be stretched out of the large areas of land, not afraid, not gathering together to protect themselves, not putting up walls. The greatest kind of condition possible. Kaliyadei hagolos pizrei by going through the golos and having to suffer through and to overcome and to survive and to thrive when we're all spread out. Boyim la prozein lemailem didavagbala pizrei. So what Rabbi Yishe is doing is taking a Pasuk and he's telling you this Pasuk is talking about Geula. I am going to tell you how you go from here to Geula. The Pasuk is saying that when Mashiach comes we're going to be all comfortable and spread out and unafraid. 
Why? Because of Pizores. Pizren. When you go through the Golos and Yidna are separate and they're all over the world and they help each other out, that brings them out the Pizores. So the Kasha is that the Pasuk and the Gemara are saying opposite words. And the Tenet says the Pasuk is saying the end of the story and the Gemara is telling you how you get from point A to point B, to the beginning of the story to the end of the story. It's a very nice shtickle, yeah? That's it, finished. Amaymer, you can go home. <laughs> the Rebbe is going to revisit this paragraph on page Tzadik Aleph, but I'm not going to go there now because we're going to leave it. Right? What we just learned is apparently the beginning and the end of the Fidik Rebbe's Maimer. I'm telling you, I'm planning to finish the Shir and to sit down in the coil and take out the Maimer and look at it. I should take it to Dushik I'm going to look, look up the Fidik Rebbe's Maimer. But now comes the beer. In other words, we have a kasha and a teret. This is what the Rebbe always does. He asks you a kasha. He doesn't make you wait till the end of the moment. The teret, he tells you the teret on the spot. And now goes the beer. To explain this whole idea that psores brings to prozes, going through golos brings you to a higher state of giyulah. So he brings the gemara. You've been mashamers and b'sachas brachas ala posseh. And on this posseh, the gemara says, each one of these six words has a title. The word Gedula means the act of creation. And then the Gemara explains what Agvura means and what Tepedes means. And it says, And the word Nitzach in victory goes in the city of Yerushalayim. So you have a Gemara that explains the Pasuk, which we say every day in Vaivar of David. Each, each word, Gedula means one thing. Agvura means a second thing. But Tepedes means a third thing. Vahanetzach means a fourth thing, and so on. What's Vahanetzach Yerushalayim? So the Friedrich Rebbe asks a kasher. If the word Gedulah, which is the first thing, represents the whole creation, and all of us know that creation means that every single instant, the Eivishter is making the world again. So go now five lines at the top of the page. If Hagadullah goes on my Sebrechus, Mao Shamesef Eid, Inyan Vanetzach Zuyirushalayim. If you say Hachasham Hagadullah goes on the creation, Vagvura goes, for example, on Tayyid Mitzvahs, on something more spiritual, that makes sense. But if Hagadullah goes on the whole creation, how could Vanetzach go on Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is a teeny tiny little place within the creation. If Hagadullah includes the whole creation, how could Vanetzach speak about Yerushalayim? No, what's going to be the Teret? That the Hanetzach doesn't mean the physical Yerushalayim, it means the spiritual Yerushalayim. And because it means the spiritual Yerushalayim, the small spiritual Yerushalayim is greater than the physical, all of my separations. El the very fact that the Gemara first says Hagadullah goes to the whole world, and Vanetzach goes on a teeny tiny place called Yerushalayim, Dosalein Nezarayah, the yesh inyan miyuchot v'nifla. There is something special and extraordinary. Be'inyan anetzach. Regarding the midah called netzach. She'ene b'cholo and yoram sholifnizeh. Which is not included in the things written before. And v'shayech lebechinas Yerushalayim. There's a special connection to Yerushalayim. So the Rebbe asks, Gam tzorok lahoven. Ma'u ha'shayech is a netzach. Lebinyan Yerushalayim. What's the connection? Netzach and Yerushalayim. So what the Rebbe does is here. And again, I believe all of this is about Mephafidik and Rebbe, but the Rebbe is saying it, but that if the word Gedullah means the whole world, the Gvura, the Teferas, and the Netzach and the Heid should not be talking about the world, they should be talking about higher things. And Anetzach talks about Yerushalayim, which is a physical place, it doesn't make any sense. What's the Teret? Teret is Pashat. Vahinyan who the Teret is. 
And the Rebbe goes to Basil Legad. Rashtay says the Shabbos after Yud Shvat, to Bishvat. So the Rebbe goes to Basil Legad. Now let me pause. Yesterday and Tuesday we learned Basil Legani, right? A very interesting, very unusual mind. But one of the ideas which came up in Tuesday's class, not yesterday's class, but in Tuesday's class was the concept of Tzivis Hashem. Remember? Yeah. I'm going to repeat quickly the Nakudah. Basil Legani has two messages. The two messages of Basil Lagani are who, what is the job? That's message number one. And who does the job? That's message number two. What is the job? To make a didelay is barach betachtenim or the eskafiv is The job is made for the Abishta through struggling and fighting with the world. And who does the job? This is the Tzivis Hashem. The army of Hashem. Now in explaining the Tzivis Hashem, the Rebbe gives a marshal of a nation that's fighting for survival. It's not fighting for expansion and for increasing its wealth. It's fighting for its life. And the Maimer calls it a war which you cannot lose. You lose the war, you lose the nation. So the Rebbe brings this example of and he explains that in any army you have three categories. The first category is the common soldier which we call the Tzivis Hashem. The second category are the organizers, the generals, the tacticians of the war and the third category is the king himself so kings have a distance from war kings stay far away from war unless it comes to when it comes to war for survival the king becomes the commander in chief <coughs> so the Rebbe talks about a war which is being fought to survive and the kind of engaging the king engages in and he says, first of all, He puts himself into the strategy of war. Yeah? He splurges, he gives out in a way of bismuth the treasure which was preserved by his ancestors for generations. And the third thing is, He sacrifices his own life so long as the war should be won. This is the mushal that the Rebbe brings in the Maimed Abbas now in explaining this marshal, that you have a king, and you have generals, and you have common soldiers, and when you have a war of survival, the king trusts no one, he engages himself, and he takes all of his treasure and spends it, and he even throws away his life, so there's two concepts that the Rebbe explains at length in the Maimon, and the first is Midas HaNitzachem. Midas HaNitzachem. The Midas HaNitzachem, the Midas HaNitzachem. The emotional attribute of needing to win a victory. I translate Nitzachem in English, has determination. But it really means uh, a, a, a winning instinct, the need to win at all costs. So the Maimonim explains as follows, yeah? You have fingers. Human beings have fingers. Our fingers are amazing, amazing. Five of them, we need each one, absolutely must have each one. And each one serves different purposes. There's a Gemara that actually says why you need each finger. <laughs> To rub your eye, and I'm not going to tell you what else. The Gemara says you use each finger for different functions, push it in your own goof. But the fingers are amazing, yeah? Then you can draw the fingers together and make a fist. An egg When you draw the fingers together and make a fist, all that sophistication and subtlety and dexterity is gone. And it's replaced by force, by power. What is the nimshal? The nimshal is a human being, is a very sophisticated creation. On the level of his mayach. And if even a sophisticated creation, the level of his lev and his regesh, a human being can feel complex emotions. 
fine emotions, subtle emotions, deep emotions, right? like empathy, but a human being also has the capacity to make himself into a fist. Where he's not being sophisticated, he's being hard and strong. In the Lashon HaChasidus, we call this Eson, right? Eis Tanya is Eis, yes, Eson. Halt, hart, alt und stark. Hard, old, and strong. Sometimes you have to just be inflexible. And when a person is inflexible, he has a certain strength, a strength of character and a strength of will, which is believable. In other words, you're going away from a reasonable approach and you're engaging in a hard approach. But sometimes that's akshanas, that's stupidity, it's foolish. And sometimes it's required when you have to survive. And it's a question of literally of do or die. There's nothing in between. You invoke, you reveal, you do whatever you have to do to win. And you start, stop making and calculations and considerations and nuance. You become a fist. And Hasidus explains every human being has this midas has this capacity to put away their sophistication and their subtlety and replace it with a strength and a hardness. And nobody has Midas Hanetzach more than a king. And the bigger the king, the greater Midas Hanetzach. Why? Because ironically, strangely, the sophisticated levels of the Neshama are much more sophisticated. Everybody understands your mind is more sophisticated than your heart. Everybody understands your heart is more sophisticated than your, than your raw emotions, than what they call the old part of the brain. But for some reason, when you go away from sophistication to simple you connect to the deepest levels of the neshama. In other words, your seichel is greater than your midas. Your midas is greater than your netzach. But for some reason, when you use midas on netzach, you draw from the deepest depths of the neshama. So midas on netzach is making a human being into a fist, alt, hart, and stark, rather than sophisticated and subtle and so on. But for whatever reason, midas on netzach gets to the very etzim on shama, the very deepest level of the neshama. So in the Maimed Abbasi Lagani, the Rebbe explains at length this Teva that Bechlau by people, but a king especially, a king especially, because he has the Koyach of the nation, when he finds himself in a situation where he can no longer afford to be reasonable because he has to survive, it brings out a Tekef, a Hartkeit, a strength of Midasan Netzach, which comes from the very essence of the Neshama, and there's a Tekef and there's a Shtarkeit in this which can defeat any enemy. That's Midas HaNetzach. In other words, when does a human being show his Netzach when he has adversity? When does a human being show his Midas HaNetzach when he has adversity, which is literally a question of survival? And that's what the Gemara says. When it comes to matters of Yerushalayim, you see Midas HaNetzach. Let's read it inside. Page Tzadik, second paragraph. Midas HaNetzach Hudafke. When do you see Midas HaNetzach? That it's a very superficial Midas it's a But it is to use a fancy Hasidic term, an When you have obstacles, emerges when there's an opposition. Four lines into the paragraph. These are direct words in the Basil Lagani, a human king. When he has to win a war, number one is Meitzi He takes out and reveals treasure. Shagonzu which his ancestors concealed. concealed away. He never uses them. He never shows them. 
So one part of it is the Bizbas Ha'etzis, and the other part of it is the Nitzach. Says the Rebbe, Valderach Zayuvin Lamaila. The Bishvil Nitzach and Amacham, Kvayachal the Abish to seize. This is do or die. Kvayachal the Abish to seize. Amacham is Nitzach. Says, Mavaz Bizim is Kolo Ha'etzis Shal Maila. Shalaysha Svosam Ayin. Abish to give the oldest treasure. Right, so one part of the fire of Bosni Lagani is the treasure, the other part of the fire of Bosni Lagani is the Midas Hanetzach. Why does a king take such precious things and, in effect, dispense of them in what looks like a reckless way? The answer is because his Midas Hanetzach and tells him to do it. Says the Rebbe, we want to talk about Netzach, not about Eitzris. When a king, and in this case the Eivishter, recognizes that Fayochel is the survival of his own child, which is the very purpose of his creation, so the Midas HaNetzach is exerted, shows itself when you have to survive. And in this Maimed, what is it that represents survival? The word Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is worth fighting for. Yerushalayim is worth Netzach. And the Rebbe says the Kavavor betesis. The tesis is in Tainus. The Gemara is in Berachis. Shashem Yerushalayim or Hashem Yira or Hashem Shalom. The word Yerushalayim is two words: fear of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and wholeness. There's a lot of places that Yerushalayim is spelled without a Yud because it's two words: Yira and Shalom. Yerushalayim means fear of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is complete. Says the Rebbe, what is the Eivishter's treasure? The Gemara says, Chassidus explains it. The Eivishter's treasure is Oitzer Shel Yiroshamayim, the special treasure of that Jew who has a Yira of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shemevazvizim b'shontachan amuchama. So you have two things. You have the Eivishter's mitas hanetzach, his desire for victory, and you have the Yiroshalayim, which is the thing which is arousing his desire for victory. What is Yiroshalayim that a Yid should have Yiras Hashem? And Yiras Hashem is the Eibishter's Eitzah. The treasure itself, Yiras Hashem, He Eitzadeh, the treasure itself is Yiras. V'hanetzach zu Yiroshalayim. That when it touches Yiroshalayim, the Eibishter revealed the Midas HaNetzach. When it touches, the, so to speak, the Pintel Yid, when it touches the question of a Yid's relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Eibishter's Midas HaNetzach is revealed. So the Vart is, the, I mean the basic Vart is, you read the Tzedek Aliyah, that in the case of darkness, you see the greatest take Well, be it, you may make case of Rebbe Ketins, and he explains, the treasure of the king is dispensed to win a war for the common soldier. I know this means to say, the war is governed by strategy, which is arranged by leaders but the treasure is given to the common soldier and the Rebbe says three lines in the bottom of page Tzadik who sacrificed their lives in actual fact the treasure is given out for them top of page Tzadik Aleph now please therefore when the Ebesh gives out these treasures it's from it's infinite Asher bring in Yerushalayim, the preserving and building of Yerushalayim, which is Shleimus Hayira, Shayadei Midas Hanetzach, which comes from the king's Midas Hanetzach, is Bebchinas Bligvul. So there is the Abishta's desire to win, 
The Eibishter's fighters, which is the Jewish people, the Eibishter's Midas HaNetzach, reveals the toikov of the Eibishter's desires to win, and the expression of that Midas HaNetzach is the Eibishter revealing his Eitzah. Said the Rebbe, Prozeis Teishev Yerushalayim. Three lines at the top. What does the word Prozeis mean? Open. No limit. The beligvul of the Eibishter is represented by the word Prozeis. Vahainu, this means, She'inyin Shleimah Sayyirah. When a person has complete fear, Ein Lechemer has no wall, Lugvula has no limit. El Prozeis Teishev is completely open, beligvul. Das Heistazeh. Yahavu Mochomer. The Mochomer is the Mochomer of survival. So the king reaches in and finds Midas HaNetzach and on that basis it gives out a treasure and a level of progress. So the Rebbe interprets it as two steps. Next paragraph. And the Gemara says, He scatters up, which is a negative thing, which creates a Halim Behester. When the Ebeshter challenges Yidin, when Yidin are challenged, this causes... That Gamba Golos, even in Golos, we should have as Nitzach and Hamanagit, defeating the opponent. Shebeshvilah mevazbezim as Eitzes, that for their sake the treasure is is dispensed. We say them as you. Moreover, Dayadei Shapelam as Nitzach and Hamanagit, even the Mesidus Nefesh obligable. When the soldier fights the good fight with the level of Mesidus Nefesh, so the Mesidus Nefesh of the soldier are Dayzem mevazbezim as Eitzes Shamayla, even the building will The treasure is given to him in an infinite way. That from Pizrein they become Pirzeinim. And what is Pirzeinim? What, what's going on here is, the Eivish gives you the treasure to win the war. And the reward for winning the war is the treasure in a way of Ligavol. There's two aspects. The king has Midas HaNetzach. The Midas HaNetzach comes out when there's a challenge to Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim means Yerush Hashem. The king gives the Yitzah, the treasure to win. If he didn't have such a desperate fight, if he didn't have such a terrible situation, the king would not reveal Midas HaNetzach and he wouldn't give out the Yitzah. But because there is a desperate situation, it arouses from the Melech, the Midas HaNetzach. Because it arouses from the Melech, Midas he gives the soldier the treasure and the soldiers win. And the treasure is what's left. The treasure is the reward. The treasure is the Aliyah after the Yerida. And what is the treasure? Sitkas Pirzene Yisrael. Prozis. Bligvul. Ainsa. This is what the Gemara says. The Gemara, Hashem did us a favor and put us all over the world. What does that mean? We should survive. Says the Rebbe, no. Hashem put us over the world. We shouldn't only survive. But that through our survival, there should be Yeridah Tzedek That after you survive the Golas, you don't just go back to a state of Golas. Like before, what you gain in fighting the war of surviving the Golas is Oitzer HaElyan, the Eibishter's treasure. And because you gained the Eitzel Elyon, you take that with you into the Giyula. And that's Prozis. And that's what Rabbi Yishe is saying. And if you wanted to put it in simple words, Rabbi Yishe is saying, don't think you go into Golos and come out of Golos the same way you went in. That's not the case. You go into Golos, you have extra challenge. Because you have extra challenge, you have extra koiches. You come out of Golos, those koiches become your treasure. And that treasure is Prozis Teichur Yishalayim. That's the mind. And the Rabbi connects it to more Psukim. He brings the next Pesach, Mikhail Mechatzitz in Bein Mashabim. Shom Yitnu Tzitkes Hashem. So he brings the Gemara. Mechatzitzim from the word Mechitza. And he says, what's that Mechatzitzim? People who learn Taita and separate things from one another. This is kosher, this is treif, this is right, and this is wrong. They, they make discernment. Bein Mashabim, he translates, those who shayim. 
They draw out the secrets of the Torah. And the Rebbe says, Ben Mashabim doesn't only mean they draw out the secrets of the Torah, they draw the Eibishter out, because the Eibishter is hidden in the Torah. And as a result, Shom Yitnu Titkes Avayah, the Zeichet to the Eibishter's Tadaka. And the Rebbe explains this Pesach in a similar way, that Yitnu learn Torah, and harder to understand the Emes of Torah. Ar Zeichet to Titkes Adishem. And let's just finish the Maimir, we hear Ratzen, we should all have It's higher than first and last. The Pasuk says, translates the Rebbe, higher than Reishis and Achris, especially in the physical city of Yerushalayim, which is spiritual, the concept of Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, it's a place where Yidin and the Abish to join together. Kiryas Khan David, it's a city of David Al Melech, Bemhira Biamenu, Mamish. Okay.